Duke Energy offers these three tips for understanding your bill. The first step to keeping your bill in check is understanding what's on it. Here's what to look for. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills cover 30 days, but sometimes it varies. Bills that cover more days can be higher. Look at average kilowatt hour use per day. At first glance, your bill may look higher, but if your average use is similar to the same time last year or similar to another month with extreme temperatures, it's a normal bill. If you have a smart meter, check for a daily usage analysis tool online. Smart meters collect info by the hour, so you can check for spikes in energy use to see what appliances and behaviors are increasing your bill. This public service announcement is sponsored by Duke Energy. Hi, this is Shane Rafe for Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. We have a packed show for you, and uh, I think you're going to find it interesting. First off, we're going to be talking with Renee Barron of the Brownsburg Education Foundation, talking about their surplus sale going on this weekend. And we're also going to be talking with Mary Louise Bewley and Shelby Abner of the Brownsburg Parks and Recreation Department. Blues and barbecue going on this Sunday. Also, we'll be talking with Anna Lakin of our new broadcast and podcast. She hosts a show called Enlightened Transitions. And, of course, uh, broadcast and podcast are shows that are only podcasted on our website. They are not broadcasted. You want to be sure and check that out. And, last but not least, Emmy Wright. She's the winner of the Hendricks County's Got Talent 2019. She'll also be uh, playing a little song for us, and we'll talk about that in just a bit. So you stay tuned to Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. Well, as promised, I have her here with me in the studio, Anna Lincoln. She is with the Dillman Law Group, but she's also the host of one of our new programs called Broadcast and Podcast. And that's uh, where we have our podcast, specially, uh, a special spot, I should say, on our website where you can go back and listen at any time, day or night, no matter if you're eating cereal or in your pajamas, whatever the case may be. She is the host of Enlightened Transitions. First off, we'll say, how is Anna? Oh, I am doing so well. I'm just excited that I get to do this interview. I think this is fun. This is great. Well, good. That's excellent. Glad to hear that. Now let's let's uh, get a little bit more perspective on you. Where do you, where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up on the west side of Indianapolis, and some of my life I did spend in northern Indiana, but the most of it was in the west side of Indianapolis. And now my kids go to school in the Brownsburg area. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, now uh, the Dillman Law Group. How have how did you get uh, connected with them? Okay, so I come from the nonprofit space, actually, and I just wanted to move into a position where I could, I don't know, do the same type of good work, but maybe in a for-profit space, just because some of the changes that were coming down the pipe for nonprofits. And so I um, met up with Lisa Dillman and we hit things off pretty immediately. I have a passion for education and um, helping others and elder law is 
really uh, less for profit than it seems. <laughs> so it was just a natural fit. Yeah, and we should remind everyone that's Dillman Law's specialty, right? Elder law. Yes, it is. It is. It's elder law. Estate planning, probate, guardianship, that kind of stuff. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, and we'll go ahead and tell everyone where is Dillman Law located? Oh, okay. So you can find we have three, well, we currently have two offices and a third one opening in October. So our home base is 2344 South Tibbs. It's by the old airport. Mm -hmm. And then we recently uh, purchased Carol Applegate's firm in Carmel, Indiana, Mm -hmm. off of Rangeline. And then we're building a building in Zionsville. So we're just spreading out right now. Okay. And what made you decide that you wanted to start a podcast and it, let's <laughs> let's back up and remind everyone that this is not a podcast all about Dillman Law Group. It's no, it's not what at you all. guys do, but it actually has very little to do with the law group itself, right? Correct. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the law firm at all. I try our best to not talk about anything legal. And so getting into a podcast, it was a dream of Lisa's. Like sometimes we have these meetings and I'm like, tell me all the things like you wish you could do. And three years ago, she was like, I would love if we could do a podcast. And finally, I found some time and got the resources and was able to kind of bring that to life. And I decided that I don't really think people want to sit and listen for an hour about legal topics all the time. (laughs) Um, Sure, there's plenty to discuss, but there's a lot more to the senior space or to the elder space. And so I just wanted to share those things with people. Okay. Now, you've done uh, a few shows already. Let's talk about some of your guests. Um, Well, in fact, I'll just let you talk about some of the guests that you've had and the conversations that you've had. Oh, absolutely. So recently, we had um, Todd Howard with Halo Senior Solutions. He helps people, I guess, kind of make that transition from home to care setting or like a, a community care setting. Um, more smoothly or in a holistic way. And so he kind of takes care of all of the pieces of the things that they may need. We had a financial planner, William Orr, on here. And I love William Orr. He just does great things. He's a veterans service officer. He's a, a Marine veteran himself. And he's got a wonderful story that he shared on that show. And then we just recorded one, but it's not out <laughs> yet. Um, but uh, Greg Storin of Storin Financial, they're in Brownsburg. Oh, yeah. Him and Kim Storin came on the show. And his is really fun. I think Greg is, uh, he seems so cut and dry when you meet him at first, but he opens up on the show and he's really fun and funny. It was, it was a good one. And what are some of the things that people, um, let's say someone who has a parent who uh, is approaching that age where some decisions, some heavy decisions are going to have to be made, what can they get from some of the shows? Oh, absolutely. So on the show, my whole goal, that's kind of how we came up with the name Enlightened Transitions, is just to educate people as to how they can make transitions in a more uh, knowledgeable way. And so every speaker is getting on to help talk about no matter where you are in the transition, whether you're the caregiver or you're the person that's transitioning into a care setting, how can you 
create a team of professionals who might know more than you or might be able to point you in the right direction so that you don't have to carry that weight alone. So every speaker just gets on and talks about what they can do to help and how you can get connected and how being connected to that team really does make a huge difference. Okay. Now, if folks do have specific questions, either about your past shows, past guests, or if they have an idea, a subject they want you to tackle in an upcoming show, is there a way they can get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of ways. Um, I'm always hawking that page that uh, it's on the host site for the podcast. And so if you leave a comment and you're like, oh, I want to hear this, I I see that right away. Um, You can get on the Dillman Law Group website and there's a podcast tab and you can contact me directly through there. We're on Facebook and any way that you can hear the podcast, it has a space for comments or messages, and so you can reach out to me that way. It comes directly to me. Now, of course, also, if you uh, missed any of that or, you know, what, if we, any of our regular listeners say, you know what, uh, I'll just email Shane. Okay, fine. You can do that. You can call us here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. You got a question or a subject that you want Anna and uh, or or guess that that, uh, you want her to to tackle, subject, whatever it it may be, you can always let us know, and I'm going to let you know, and you're going to get in touch with them and see whatever you can do to help them out, right? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Now we want to remind everyone uh, that uh, the the podcast that we brought or that we have on our website can be found by uh, taking your cursor on the our website wyrz.org over the the shows tab and it will drop down and say broadcast and podcast and you can find it right there and there's going to be a guest every week and Anna's going to be your your host and uh, she's going to have great guests herself every week so definitely find out uh, there's an edit for you let me do that again so be sure and check that out and let us know what you think all right Anna did we cover everything I think so thank you so much Shane for having me on oh glad to have you thanks for talking with us all right thank you As promised, here she is in the studio, Renee Barrett. She is with the Brownsburg Education Foundation. Did I get all that right? Sure did. Now, remind me, what position do you own? I'm the executive director there. Okay. And uh, let's, in case anyone doesn't know exactly what an education foundation does, tell us what the, the Brownsburg Education Foundation does. The Brownsburg Education Foundation raises money through events that we have and Corporate, corporate donors and individual donations. And then we put that money right back in the school corporation through classroom grants that we grant, corporation-wide initiatives and scholarships that we award to graduating seniors. How long has the foundation been together? For 32 years, since 1987 is when it began. Now, when did you join? I have been there seven years now. Okay, seven years. Been there a while and uh, always a nice, fresh, familiar face every time. So uh, going on this weekend, there is something special. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and tell us about it on September 7th? We have our annual surplus sale coming up, which we have done for many years. The school corporation declares items surplus that they can no longer use anymore. And then they donate those things to the Education Foundation. And it's, it's a garage sale of sorts. We have 
everything that you could imagine from books to laptop computers this year. Um, projectors, projector screens. It's a eclectic mix of things that have been um, no longer useful by the school corporation. Right. And great prices. And uh, so I'm looking here at the list and uh, even have some framed artwork. We do have some framed artwork. I'm, I'm excited to see that. I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It, now this kind of stuff is, is either, what's, what's the reason for getting rid of it? It's things that are no longer able to be used in the school corporation. I, I know the school that donated that took those pictures down out of out of their school and have put up more different artwork for right. now. So the laptops that we have are laptops that have been cycled out because the school corporation has a cycle that they have the laptops that the seniors use. So when they cycle them out, then they donate them to us. So they're things that, that are no longer books that have been discarded from the library that they track and students aren't checking them out anymore. So they get rid of those books to put current titles in the library, okay. things of that nature. So these books are not necessarily school books. They are, I mean, as far as workbooks, they are books from the library. No, they're, li they're a lot of discarded library books. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a little something for everybody. There's something for everyone there. And, and who knows what, we've had pianos in the past. We've had popcorn machines. We've had, uh, dishwashers, refrigerators, stoves. We just, we never really know what's going to end up there the day that we open the garage, the warehouse um, maintenance, the warehouse supervisor stores it for us yeah. as it's declared surplus. So we get there and and price it on Friday night, and that's the first time that we've really seen the entire inventory. And just because they're things that the school doesn't use anymore doesn't mean they're not usable, right? Absolutely correct, yes. Yeah. The, the laptops are usually very popular items. We have people that, we haven't had laptops in a few years because of the high school renovation. They've kept the laptops to use as mobile computer labs since the computer labs are under construction. So we haven't had laptops in a few years, and I get calls every year asking if we're going to have laptops again. So the laptops are great. Okay. So. And now this comes from all the schools uh, in, in the Brownsburg district, right? All, all of the schools, the elementary, middle school, high school, whatever. There's, there's a procedure that they go through when they want to declare something surplus. They submit it and the board approves it and then it, then it's donated to us. So everybody knows the procedure for declaring things surplus in the school corporation and, and anyone who has items that are no longer useful they do that procedure to declare them surplus. Now this is going on September 7th and uh, how are, how are this, how, let me try that again. How is the public uh, paying for this as far? I mean, are you taking cash? You're taking credit cards? It is. It's you're a, taking it's just a my friendly and, face? No, it's a cash and carry <laughs> sale only. So we only accept cash that day and anything that is purchased must be removed from the premises by 10 o'clock. It's only from eight to 10. So it's, it's, it's a quick sale. So you're not running a layaway plan there? No, no, no nothing like that. So if, People are responsible for getting anything out of there that day that they purchase. Okay, sounds good. All right, let's remind everyone uh, where they can get more information. They can get more information on our website, which is www.brownsburgeducationfoundation.org. Okay, and then it's September 7th, 8 to 10 a.m. That's 310 South Stadium Drive Warehouse. Uh, enter through door 12, right? That's correct. Okay. All right, Ray, I think we've covered it all, right? All right, thank you, Shane. Thanks for being our guest. My next guests are from the Brownsburg Parks and Recreation Department. That is Miss Mary Louise Buley and Shelby Abner. How are you both? 
We're great. Thanks great. so much. Thank Good. You. Glad to hear it. Uh, now, there you got a big event coming up this weekend. Tell me all about it. So this is our third annual Blues and Barbecue. We expect thousands to come out for a beautiful, sunshiny day mm -hmm. to hear music like you've never heard before because we're bringing in acts from all across the country. And you're going to have finger-looking-good barbecue. So, uh, and we'll have a few other fun things like raffles and a big children's area. And this year, a beer and wine garden, which is a first for us. So oh, yeah. we're very excited. All right. Well, before we get too much into that, let's talk about the origin of the Blues and Barbecue. I mean, you said third annual. How did this get going? So when Phil Parnon was still the director of the Parks Department, mm -hmm. he had this idea uh, that he really wanted to see take off. And it was to bring blues music to the town and to pair that up with barbecue, because what goes better with blues than barbecue? Right. And so we talked about it, and um, it was first started um, three years ago by our uh, town communications team of um, Anissa Rainey and um, Therese Wachter. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to bring a number of really good bands, including one that we're going to have uh, this year, Queen Delphine and the uh, Blues Imperials. Um, it was a beautiful sunny day. We expected about 500, and we were hoping for 500. It was, never knew how the music would go over, how it would go over as an event. And before we knew it, we were inundated with literally 2,000 people, um, based on what we could tell from parking and aerial photos. And... Um, the food uh, vendors had to run to Kroger to fill up their, uh, they just totally emptied the meat case to fill up their smokers because they ran out of food. Wow. Because, uh, you know, that first event, you just never know. Will yeah. it take off or not? So that was fabulous. Last year, unfortunately, we got rained out, uh, although we had a hearty crew of people <laughs> that were under a big blue umbrella that kept telling us, don't stop, don't stop. <laughs> but this year, it's looking like uh, the projections for the weather are going to be fabulous. So we're mm -hmm. all extremely excited. Excellent. Now, uh, let's talk about uh, maybe some of the acts that are going to be there. Mm. So at 1 p.m. we have Mojo Morganfield. He's the youngest son of Muddy Waters. We're so excited for him to open the show. He's, I don't know if you watch him on YouTube, he's such a great performer. Then we have Queen Delphine and the Crown Jewel starting at 2.30 p.m. They put on a great show. We've had them all three years. Queen Delphine herself is just incredible. She dances, she moves around the stage. You really, you get excited when you're watching them. Hmm. A new one we have this year at 4.15 is Gracie Curran and the Highfalutin Band. They're a new one out of Boston. Hmm. We're super excited to see what they can do. They're awesome at blues, too. And in our closing act, our big headliner is Lil Ed and the Blues Imperials yeah. at 6 p.m. Out of Chicago, another just awesome act. We had him last year, but unfortunately he didn't get to perform last year. So we're really excited to see what he can do. Yeah. So now last year would have been his first time. Yes. So now after, so this has been like over a year of anticipation. <laughs> We've been waiting for this so long. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Now remind everyone where it's going to take place and tell them where they can find food vendors and that kind of stuff. It's going to be at Arbuckle Acres Park this year. So you can park right at the park. You can park at the parking garages by the park and also town hall. And then the food will be spread out throughout the park. The, uh, 
stage will be on the upper level of the park. Make sure that you bring your lawn chairs or your blankets. That way you can just sit out all day and just hang out. Okay. All right. And, of course, you're also part of the uh, – you're the one who's running the uh, – this is Shelby I'm talking to <laughs> now. She's the one who runs the uh, the Facebook page and things like that. That's is me. there a Facebook page? Yes, there is our Brownsburg Parks Facebook page. We also have an event page where we'll be fo- posting updates throughout the day, you know, reminding you of when people are taking the stage, what food you can get, all of that with those exciting details. Um, you can also share your photos with us using hashtag Brownsburg Parks. We'd love to see what you're doing, what you're hanging out with that day. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Now, uh, I know you guys can't do this by yourself. Don't you have some folks you want to thank? We do. Uh, and our major presenting sponsor is Hendricks Regional Health. They've been so good to us throughout the year for so many events. Mm. And then we have our friends Steg Plumbing and Brownsburg Walmart, who have really given significant donations. Uh, we have another of other sponsors, but um, the folks who've really dug deep into their pockets are Hendricks, Steg, and Brownsburg Walmart. Okay. Uh, if folks, I mean, uh, I have to imagine you're already thinking about next year. I mean, if folks want to, maybe they have a band or something, they say, hey, I'd like to be part of the lineup, or I want my, uh, <laughs> my food truck to be out there, whatever. What do they need to do? Yeah, so we actually receive emails throughout the year from all of these incredible bands. If you want to start that process, reach out to Mark Calloway. He's our recreation coordinator at mcalloway at brownsburgparks.com, and he'll get you set up with all that information. All right, sounds good. Did we cover everything? Pretty much. Just remind parents there's going to be a huge kids area, too, so don't feel like this is an adults-only party. It's Mm family-friendly, and we want to see everybody out there. And we'll also be having some raffles to give us some really cool Brownsburg Park swag. Mm. Uh, So I hope to have people come out. All right, sounds good. Mary Louise Bewley and Shelby Abner of the Brownsburg Parks and Recreation Department, thanks for being my guest today. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you. Just a reminder, you're listening to Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. My final guest, but certainly not least, is Miss Emmy Wright. Now, I have met uh, Emmy Wright before, but just briefly, and we were in front of a crowd, I guess you could say. And I'll explain all of that in just a bit. First, how's Emmy? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you for asking. I so appreciate that. Let's explain why. We know each other, or why we've met, not really know each other, but why we've met. Uh, You won a talent show, right? Yes, I did the Hendrick Scott Talent Competition at the Hendricks County Fair. That's right. And WYRZ was a presenting sponsor of that. I was the MC, and I introduced you. You came up, and you did a song. Now, let's back up a little. How many, um, I mean, did you have to... Let's, let's back up even more. Okay. There are certain categories when you do these talent shows. Mm-hmm. What category were you in? I was singing, and I was in the adult category. Adult singing category. Well, singing. There were several other people who do, doing other things yes, there, though. Yes, I think it was adult category and then children right. category. But we had poets. Yes. Uh, we had singers. We had a musicians. Dancer. Had dancers. That's right. We had all kinds of stuff. It was a great was really show. Fun. Yeah. And uh, I... You get you got up and sang a song. What was the song you sang? It's called Vanilla Ice Cream from the Broadway musical She Loves Me. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I had never heard that song before, yeah. which you probably expected. Is from a, a good old country boy. He's probably not heard <laughs> of uh, Vanilla Ice Cream. Not only did you sing it, someone else sang it yeah. as well. 
And did you know that they were going to do that? I did not know. Okay. And I, now, when you go to these talent shows, um, you always have to go through a preliminary mm-hmm. uh, thing there. So, uh, when you do that, how are your nerves? Do you, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I have participated in some talent yeah. shows a long time ago. And. I was always a nervous wreck all the way up until the show was over and I lost, you know, something like that. So, uh, how do you, how do you handle that? Well, I have been performing in musical theater since I was about 11 Mm -hmm. and at this point I'm hoping to pursue it as a career. And so there's definitely always like some nerves of like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm going to forget the words or if like something out of my control is going to happen. So it's kind of like the nerves are always there, but it's also like nervous excitement. Mm -hmm. So you just got to learn to like breathe through it and just pretend they're not there. (laughs) They're not happening. Exactly. So it's like a little bit of nerves, but also a lot of excitement. Now, how old are you now? I'm 18. Okay. And when you're getting ready for this, Uh, There's two, I guess, probably two ways of uh, being. One is you're looking at your competition Mm -hmm. and you're wondering who's better than me, so (laughs) to speak. Uh, Or you can just be thinking about yourself and um, probably have the best attitude, which is I only have to be, you know, I only have to get better than myself. Something like that. Which one of those categories do you fall in? Or do you kind of find yourself... A little from column A, a little from column B. I don't know. I was definitely enjoying hearing everyone else's performances because there was such a wide range of everything going on. So it was really fun to listen to the other people. And I think it's one of those things you kind of just have to go into, especially in this kind of career where it's like whatever happens, happens. And it may not even be you. It's just what someone's preference is that day. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to do my best but I also know it's out of my control. Yeah. Just going into it to have fun. Now, you've been doing uh, talent shows for how long? Since you were 11? Well, or? Um, I haven't been doing talent shows for very long, but I've been doing musical theater performances since I was about 10 or 11. Okay. And from... Uh, now, you won Best Overall, right? Yes. Okay. And what'd you win? I won $1,000. That is amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky to get some $5 trophy when I was uh, involved in those. But uh, anyway, uh, now from there, where did you go? What do you uh, mean? Did you go to uh, State Fair or did was there any other step up from there? Um, or that was it? competition wasn't like correlated with the one for the State okay. Fair. But I did do, they had the 4-H closing ceremony and they invited me to perform the song again there. Okay. Which was a lot of fun. <laughs> Excellent. New crowd. Yeah. And all yeah. of that. So uh, let's uh, get a little background information on okay. you. So you've been doing this since 11. Where are you from? I am from Avon, Indiana, and then we moved to Danville. So still just like West Indianapolis kind sure. of area. Yeah, exactly. So Avon, Danville area. And then uh, when you, uh, as you participate in these shows, uh, do you try to keep it local or are you one of those that will be glad to travel all over the state or what do you, what goes through uh, your mind when you're, when you're uh, seeing these? That's a good question. Um, I don't mind traveling. I really enjoy it. I did a show in New York. I oh. think it was about... A year or two ago now, which was a really great experience. So I think it's more just wherever God takes me and whatever shows are available to audition for. But I've definitely done a lot of local stuff, but I don't mind traveling at all for it. Now, will you go on to school? Um, I decided this year, I just graduated high school, that Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to do college, but continue my education privately. Okay. And at the moment, I'm also helping teach with some like younger kids theater classes, which I'm really enjoying. Oh, okay. 
All right, sounds good. Now, uh, the song Vanilla Ice Cream, was that one that you chose because you like it or because you thought uh, maybe the judges would see it as something difficult to sing? Well, I am a classically trained soprano, and when you look at soprano songs, there aren't very many, like, fun soprano Mm -hmm. songs. So I have had this one in my repertoire and book for a couple of years now. So when looking like, okay, this competition's coming up, what do I want to take? I'm like, this one's entertaining. And it's something that's in my range that can actually connect to a crowd. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this one's a lot of fun to perform and it's a funny piece. So I thought that'd make like a good choice. It was funny. Uh, Yeah, I did. I I liked it. I thought it was like, like I said, I had never heard it, but I thought, wow, she did a great job on that. I'm doing a great song. (laughs) Now, if folks want to keep up with your career, what your next step is, uh, what do they need to do? Are you, do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook page or any social media or anything like that? I have my personal Facebook page, but I also use it as professional connection. So, so they, they want to look for you up. I mean, are you just look up Emmy, Wright? Yep. Okay. And that's where do you post when you're going to be doing something like I try to keep updated with that. Yes. Okay. The song was called vanilla ice cream. We're going to play that for the folks uh, here in just a few minutes. And then uh, hopefully someday, very soon, even better, you can come back, you know, when you're um, on your on stage doing yeah, a play yeah. or you're going to be on TV or you have your <laughs> uh, single out or whatever the case may be, uh, then uh, you can come back and talk with us and tell us what's next in yeah, your career. Definitely. All right. Emmy Wright, thanks for being our Thank guest today. Thank you so today. much for having me. Last night, I was so Listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. This program has been sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. And if you have a smart meter, check online to see if a daily usage analysis tool is available. Smart meters collect usage information by the hour, so checking spikes throughout the month, by the day, and even the hour can show what appliances and behaviors are increasing your bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.